Footy Prime, the podcast is brought to you by Tony Bet, official sponsor of the CPL and presenting sponsor of Canada's unofficial voice of footy. You are now listening to Footy Prime, the podcast, hosted by Danny DiCchio, Craig Forrest, and James Sharman. You see, the worst part when Dan Wong makes a terrible mistake is uh, having to redo the beginning and opening, which is really great to start with, and trying to replicate that that starter, right? Yeah, it's, it's never going to be so as good, right? Never, it was never. Award-winning. But shall we try? Yeah. Anyway? Sure. All right. <clears throat> Dan, can you press the record button now? Is it recording? <laughs> <laughs> We're actually live on Facebook right now as well. Hey, Facebook. What's hey. Unacceptable. I think I'm the only person here along with uh, Dan and, uh, and Jeff on Facebook. Because these two dinosaurs over here aren't. Hold on, what is Facebook? Yeah, you still use Facebook? Uh, Occasionally, (laughs) when I'm doing a live broadcast. Okay, it's not TikTok, I'm afraid. Isn't that the latest thing for kids? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Anyway, let's start this, shall we? All right, um, welcome to the podcast. Who refuses to acknowledge any advice given to us by the government? This is a bonus edition of Footy Prime the podcast. I'm James Sharman. Craig Forrest is here. Danny Dickio. Coming from a, a gathering of, of many people, yes, his house because his family is so freaking massive. Yeah, probably probably got there's, there's, yeah, there's all kinds thrown around my building, my house at the moment. There's definitely, Chairs, there's windows, definitely some flying, flying. some Corona yeah. <laughs> spinning plates. We, we celebrate everything. <laughs> the Furies have nothing on you. <laughs> we are the Canadian Furies. <laughs> Dan Wong on keyboards. We got a uh, Jeff Cole here behind the camera. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> and a special guest making his debut today, TFC Honored. 2 goalkeeping coach. The Florida Phil man. Burger, as Danny calls him, the Florida man, because he comes from nowhere near Florida. Not at all. But uh, you are American. Correct. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Honored. <laughs> Nobody else uh, was available today. It's as if you guys have like nothing to do right now. Man, it's crazy. Slow week. It's crazy. Like This is unprecedented. We'll, we'll never forget this as long as we live. There's no sports going on right now. Pull up my foot mob app. It's like... Line through every kickoff. So yeah. depressing. And and the Junos. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't watch that. <laughs> what, what, what are you laughing? It's in Saskatoon this year. Hey, were you up for an award? Yeah. We've been we were in Saskatoon We've this year. Saskatoon. No. Me and Phil, we, we, uh, it, was, it was a wonderful time. What did we, what, town? What did we witness? We, we actually went to... This guy's a massive, he's massive time. I'd <laughs> yeah. be shocked. Really? No, it didn't surprise me. We, um, Saskatoon was unbelievable. Well, they, we they're going to get a CPL team pretty soon. Yeah, and, hopefully. And they're at the final support. last year. They're, they're ultras, a group of them. They love their football, actually, in yeah. Saskatchewan. So you, you may laugh, you two. But we, I was I was making we experienced the, no, I the Saskatoon CNE. That was something. The crash derby. Oh, yeah? It was unbelievable. Crash the crash and bash. What is that? You don't know what a crash and bash is? No. I didn't like, either before I went to Saskatoon. <laughs> so it's this small parking lot where there's this big grandstand filled to the rafters, like at least 4,000 people there. And they're watching there's these. There's rafters in the parking lot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's under big a roof. grandstand. A big oh, yeah. Grand, literally a big grandstand. The rafters would be couldn't roof. make it up. Why don't you listen? There was a roof on top of it. <laughs> okay, sorry. That's what I'm talking there about. There was. And there were these. Got terrible these, cold. My ears are up. It, like, in, in England, we call it. Um, Oh, where they do the it's like speed demolition derby, demolition Demo derby, derby. Yeah. Yes. that's what it is. Oh, okay. and they were just smashing the living daylights Fonzie. out of each other. Fonzie had yeah, a demolition derby. That's right. It was great, and they really? loved it. The crowd loved it. A couple of beers down, we were into it as Cultural well. I had no experience. idea what was going on. The guy that we were with, Joe, they sponsored uh, one of the cars, and it lasted about ten seconds. So he was <laughs> he was out <laughs> of pocket way. and out of. Uh, <laughs> That's your credibility as well. <laughs> Demolition Derby. So since you guys aren't working, why don't you explain what happened to Toronto SC? How did it all panned out with the virus? And I think they were down at BMO training and yes. was called off early late as news was coming from the league. So the first team train were supposed to train on Friday at BMO. And it was a press day as well, media day, because there was a whole world of stuff going on on Thursday uh, at the ground. And there was still a lot of... Questions being answered sur- surrounding, obviously, the coronavirus. Um, there was uh, a statement coming from the league on Friday morning. The players were in preparation, thinking they were going to train for the Nashville game that was happening on Saturday. Uh, the president and the GM, Ali, uh, turned up, along with Greg and his staff, and explained to the players that they're 
decision from the league was that they were going to be suspending the league for 30 days. So the players didn't even get on the field. The press ruled it. Now, in well. the future, in the next, say, week or two, what is the plan with the team as far as training goes? We have no idea at the moment, do we, yeah, Phil? I mean, we've, we've kind of the, the training facility has been closed because it's being sanitized, rightly so. We have a lot of academy players in there. We have a lot of staff working in the building as well. No so, one, is it a case of just wait and see and reevaluate uh, after the weekend? Yeah, you you think about it, it's a, it's a very difficult situation, not only for for Toronto FC but for many other MLS teams, for USL as well, who are just about to start their season. These players and staff have prepared for this new season. So they've just ended a long preseason, which we have a long preseason in North America. And now we're going to probably be not playing any games, competitive games for another three to four weeks. At so, least. So yeah, what does that do? What does that do to the players' mindset? Well, as an athlete, the physical aspect Physically, as well. yeah. how does that affect an athlete? You're going to have to do another preseason. Yeah, and me right. and Craig have already spoken on the episode before how much we fucking hate preseason. So, <laughs> ima- <laughs> so imagine doing pre-season, two preseasons, Craig. Times two. <laughs> so there'll be some retirements coming out of this. Oh, Bet you to say no chance, not another <laughs> no one. Chance. Well, the best thing you could do is to try to keep ticking over. You would think so, yeah. 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 But but by yourself? Yeah. Or, I mean, at well, what point, I mean, yeah. after 14 days, you're not showing symptoms, you haven't got COVID-19, right? Yet. Well, yeah, unless you, again, you can still get it for sure. But then can you then get in a group of players and do some training together at that point, I wonder? That's a big question. Very, uh, there's a lot of unknowns. That's the thing right now. In every league, there's unknowns. It's amazing. Monday we did the the last podcast, right? And we were talking about the empty stadiums in in Italy and what might happen. But I don't think any of us really foresaw what was going to transpire by Thursday. No. Right? I mean, that was, like I said, Phil, it's unprecedented. We, we've never seen this before. And, hey, listen, there, there might be some overreaction to this, but I'd much rather authorities overreact to this than, than underreact, if that's a word. Yeah. Right? Because let's be careful. Let's clear this out. And, and when the big one comes at some point, we are prepared for it. We know it works and what doesn't work. Right, but from a sporting standpoint, let's be honest. We know that this is bigger than sports, but it still sucks. We're sports fans. Yeah. You guys are employed in sports. It sucks, and we can say that but without my diminishing is how serious it like, is. It's not going away completely. So, all it takes is for one infected person to go inside another stadium yeah. in two months from now. Yeah, and we're back at square one again. Just so it's where's the end to it? You know. That's a, that's the question. This might be our last podcast. Oh, well, we're good. Phil, none of us uh, get it. The, the, the streets could burn. Phil, you Phil, you worked in the universities in the states as well. What's yeah. what's the outlook there? Isn't it? We've well, had a couple of players come back for yeah. spring break as well. To well, they've 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 cancelled March Madness. They've cancelled, which is big, obviously. I mean, yeah. that's that's incredible. That's actually, incredible to think. Yeah. Well, that's one of my favorite days of the day yeah, year. The they, first day of March Madness. Games all day. They first said, yeah. "Okay, we're going to play behind closed doors." And for me, I think. Once the NBA went, it was like, it was like, everyone else was going to go after that. It's like, oh shit, this is this is real. Once the NBA said it, everything else went except for the Premier League. <laughs> yeah. Well, they finally they now, now, yeah. yeah. Now, so right, March yeah. Madness is cancelled. They're not postponing it. No, it's done. It? All sports, all NCAA sports, shut down. Well, March Madness, they they couldn't delay it till September, for example, because those guys are graduating and are exactly. Going to the NBA, and that's, I right? feel for these athletes. So, Think about that. That's their moment. It's, it's, their whole it's life. Over. They've been looking a, to. If you're a senior. It's your last year in school. You're going to graduate, and mm-hmm. those guys it. that aren't going to make the NBA. Exactly. Well, there's sports that, that that's crushing. My dad was a wrestler in college. There's no pro wrestling. He's not going to go to the WWE. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's your moment, and it's just taken away from you like that, and it's it's unfortunate. But again, I I think I guess I have to trust the people who know what they're talking about. I have no idea. At some point, you've got to trust your leaders, yeah, I exactly. suppose. <laughs> so, exactly. we're, so we're, As hard as that can be sometimes, exactly. right? So with the universities as well, there's all kinds of kind of things it's going to affect. So it's going to affect the drafts yeah, uh, in American football, for sure. baseball a little bit, basketball for sure, because the main – I mean, guys have been scouted throughout the season, but right. as you said, your main showcase is going to be the tournament. Impossible. Exactly. Uh, American football. And, and it's for, a short season anyway. For some of these small universities, there's always like a darling that makes a run. Yeah. 
There's no showcase for them. Wow. That is mm-hmm. crazy. That's almost bigger in many ways than the, the professional leagues pausing for a while and maybe at some point getting back on the ice or back on the court right. and finishing their seasons or, or a condensed playoff run. This is a tournament just gone. Exactly. See ya. Yeah. It's, it's, it won't it's be a champion this year. Very sad. I mean, I'm not a... Uh, a, a March Madness fan per se, but I respect right. you should be. Yeah. I know, so I keep being told every year. I didn't understand <laughs> it. You know what? I think when you're when well, you it's grow pretty up, simple. Sixty four. No, I know, but it's just college sports <laughs> I don't get because I didn't come from a college sport background. Yeah, right. In in, in where I grew up in in the UK, you two each. I mean, what the hell's anything below professional level? No one watches. Right? right, college what, sports. What, what the hell's hell college? Yeah, what's college? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's true, right? But it doesn't mean I don't respect it. I understand why it's huge. I wish I had got into it. Maybe I still can, just not this year. Apparently, unfortunately, yeah. maybe this will force me to. It's a, take it's it seriously. a, it's a pure, I think, um, sporting event. Yeah, you know, I would right. say, you know, they're not doing it for the money yet. Yeah, maybe they should. Maybe they should be getting paid. They've yeah. been screwed by the NCAA for a long time. But You came through the college system? Yeah. Still, I'm yeah. assuming? Uh, I played, obviously, played college soccer. Worked in, in the game as well. Worked in college soccer as a coach. Is that a constant narrative down there? The fact that, you know, college athletes are not paid, despite the it massive is. It is. I mean, it's changing. It's constantly changing. And now there's a a new rule come in where they can give them more money to uh, pay for housing and for more food for food and but again these think of how much money these players are generating for universities oh the TV uh, yeah. contracts are it's crazy. NFL billion, proportions multiple yeah. billion dollar yeah. deals yeah. stadium full 100,000 people yeah. in a yeah. football I'd, football game yeah I, I'm it's crazy yeah, and the players get nothing and your name yeah, exactly. Names. Exactly. Yeah. They're, They're selling sure. the name. The sell selling them and, yeah, making... Merch. Yeah. yeah. EA Sports. Of course. Yeah, they do the college. Yeah. 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 But other than that... <laughs> you know, I should, I should it's, make it's, a point you know, and they're just, getting into it's it. a game where every shot matters because it's just not a series. It's, it's good, one-off It's good match. basketball, yeah. right? Great basketball. Yeah. And it is madness because... You know, you're, any team can lose on any given day. It's just one game. Mm-hmm. You know, then you can you know, see it every year. It's a big void, certainly. But maybe we'll we'll all kind of realize that perhaps some people, not all of us. I think most of us understand that sports plays a big role in our lives. Obviously, it's huge, right? But there's life outside of sports. Maybe those people, those fans. <laughs> I'm trying to find it right now. Well, yeah, but you're, okay, but you're employed no, in I sports, know, all right? Know, yeah. You know. But I'm saying that there are guys out there. We all know who they are. They wear their, their football jerseys every single day of the year. That's their life. They have nothing else but sports. Mm, yeah. And I, f- I always feel a little sorry for them. Now they're being forced to look elsewhere, you know, maybe meet a girl. <laughs> I don't know. My 18-year-old you know, this, this morning before I came here, Franco, uh, I said to him, he was still in bed, actually, when I was coming. I said, Franco, you're going to get out of bed today. He said, what's the point? <laughs> I went, what do you mean, what's the point? He says, they just cancelled the Premier League, Dad. What the hell? <laughs> There's no sports on at all. The Leafs are not playing. The Raps are not playing. The Jays are not playing. Their, their spring season's cancelled. And bloody TFC have just cancelled their season. What is the point, Dad? So that's my 18-year-old. Now, times that by millions of guys around North America. Who haven't grown out of that. Who haven't grown out of that. hopefully at some point Franco will. And then you times that by another 200 billion free zillion whatever it is in Europe no, where, that's, it, that's the number where your actual your club means everything to you yeah. that is your life We're going back speaking about Sunderland the club I used to play for that was people's life they worked hard all week they went to the pub on a Friday night in anticipation for that game on a Saturday but my point is that's not healthy is it? It's not healthy but it's their life that's yeah, their but maybe culture this will force them to find other interests they don't want it well, they have no choice. It goes the other way. It's either the it's other way, way for with a drink or other stuff. Most of those guys are imbibing as well, though. Yeah. It's not yeah. one or the other. There is no other option. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> Sunderland? It's, it's crazy. Sunderland, that's all you got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. It's crazy. Just Go like, for a walk. Yesterday was, was, was crazy for Beautiful me just to see around there. how this all kind of escalated and unfolded. I think yesterday was the worst day. Oh, yeah. Just oh, with man. the reaction. Well, yeah. UK, I mean, it's crazy, right? I mean, it's as if they think Brexit's going to protect them from a virus, right? <laughs> We're fine. We're going to ignore every other nation in the world, it seems. 
on how to deal There's with this. There's a lot of stupidity out there, isn't there? There is. Keep calm and carry on is very much their mantra. Don't drink Corona beer. Oh, oh man. Is it 38% they said of Americans? No disrespect. I'm not taking any credit for that. <laughs> well, how, how many voted for Trump? <laughs> in in uh, <laughs> North Dakota, I think it's even... Hey, <laughs> there's only no, one case there. North Dakota is the safest place in the United States. Mom, she's like, yeah, my mom's like, why don't you just come here? There's it's only three idea, people Mom. in North Dakota. That's why. So it's actually pretty high. Exactly. They're middle of nowhere, but life, life I can guarantee, is normal there. But it's yeah. amazing. Here, it's, it's not just, here. Yeah. As we record this, right, when we get off this podcast, you know, there'll be new news out there, new, you know, uh, breaking stories yeah. about how departments are, are shutting down, it seems. Hopefully, give it a few days, a couple of weeks, we'll either get used to it or there'll be some slight return to normalcy. But right now, there's a lot of uh, hysteria out there. And that's yeah. sad. I mean, you see this. You see the cameras in the stores. Yeah. It's just people, you know, if, you, if you're stockpiling right now with toilet paper or chicken or Lysol wipes, turn your fucking phone off, your iPad off. I don't want you listening to us. You're scum. Okay? Yeah, there's a reason. You're Hold scum. on a minute. There's a lot of people getting it. You might have just killed all our, vi- or all our listeners. Well, that's 11. That's 11 people, Craig. <laughs> we you can find those 11 somewhere else. We a roll of 18 yesterday. 25 bucks. What? Price Capitalism. Gouging. Price gouging, Toronto. What are you doing? That couple in BC I saw. A couple yeah, in BC, the Lysol. The Lysol. Yeah. And they've made 100 grand so far. That's a joke. You should be lined up and shot. <laughs> I think the toilet roll companies are in, in it. They're in with it. Oh, it's been good for them. Yeah, well, yeah. To toilet you. paper, Lysol, conspiracy <laughs> theory, and, and it's, it's, it's Scotty's, Scotty's baby wipes. Shaman doing really well. Not this yeah, Shaman though. Yeah. they all went. They all yeah. They all went over to China to start it. <laughs> no, no. But. According to Trump, uh, no, according to parts of China now, it was American soldiers that brought it over. After Trump, it said it's a foreign disease. Oh, oh God, uh, here we go. No, no, I'm not. Here we no, go. Oh, no, my God. Can we not point one. fingers? <laughs> Can please? Who the hell knows where it started? And, yeah, so what is a typical day when uh, people are healthy at Toronto SC for the goalkeeper coaches these days? Um, for me, I get in, get in early, um, get a workout in usually, training session in the morning. Obviously, we have our planning meeting before that. Uh, don't forget the, the meals that we are graciously provided. Incredible stuff. Um, good, good food. Oh man, great lunch. Yeah, it's incredible. It's yeah. incredible. Um, Elaine, give her a shout out. Yeah, she she does she does good work. Elaine's the uh, the cook. She's the, the chef. chef. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, so I'll do I'll do one session in the morning, um, usually with the second team, help out with the first team if needed if uh, they need another guy to serve or whatever. Uh, and then in, I'll do the afternoon session as well with uh, U19 with with Deech with um, our academy guys. And then there's there's sessions that go on even later in the night. Uh, sometimes I'll stick around for those, but that makes for a really long day. Yeah. So we had, there's obviously other goalkeeper coach uh, at the club. It is a long day for all the coaches. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. How is the the depth of goalkeeping talent at TFC in Canada? I mean, you must know beyond TFC as well, I'm sure. Yeah, it's it's interesting because. I think you see you see so many different uh, styles of goalkeeping. I want to say just profiles, based on different profiles, yeah, just based on like the demographic of, of Toronto. Um, we get a lot of kids through. You see, um, and and our goal, I guess, is to kind of to kind of hedge our bets. Like, do we think this guy's going to make it? Um, you take you take stock of how good they are now, but how good are they going to be? Yeah, well, that's interesting. Bit of a get, bit of a guessing game. It is. At the same it time. is. It really is. Took up football very late in life compared yeah. to a yeah, lot, of, a lot of kids, right? Crazy. And you know, you see what he achieved. I mean, uh, is there a, is there an age where you generally though know, okay, this kid's got something, or he's just gonna, you know, fade away? I think everybody has their own opinion. I don't. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. You you see people who are under the the belief like this guy's got to be six foot four. I'm kind of in the middle on that. I mean. Yeah, we want a we want a good profile physically, but look at look at Quinton Westbrook now. He doesn't fit the quote unquote mold of. Uh, of how how tall is he now? He's six. <laughs> I'd say six foot, and that might be a stretch. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the thing. I I mean, I work with the, some of the younger goalkeepers, <laughs> and again, profiles from all sorts, like from short to tall and everything in between. And some of the kids, uh, twelve, thirteen year olds have been released from opportunities because of their size. Yeah. And 
it's hard because you're, you know, for myself trying to be positive, um, tell them that it is not necessary to be tall, but you have to be good at other things. Exactly. And you look at, if you look at our, our current goalkeepers in the academy, it really actually does, it, it runs a gamut. Like we're not going to release you because you're short if you are good in other areas. Um, there are exceptions, you know, we, we had, we had a USL goalkeeper, uh, who came, who came through the academy and he five foot nine on a good day, man, he had some, he saved us games in, in our USL team. He's no longer playing. He had an injury and he's, uh, working as an engineer doing much better things than football. (laughs) So Yeah. yeah, good for him. Yeah, but, but it is possible, right? I mean, yeah. it's just, um, I mean, going back in the past, there's been shorter goalkeepers for sure. But, I mean, I would say to them that be really good at distribution. Exactly. He And he was that. He was that. Reactions, great. Uh, great and, and just reading well. the game, man. Yeah. Just, he just reads he just he reads the game. Yeah. 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 It's interesting to note as well when we're talking about profiles, and it's not just us in the academy. So we take height and weight literally every month. We also assess how tall the parents are and grandparents, and we get a gauge at where we projected, where that, height. projected height of where that, that player is actually going to be, that really? goalkeeper. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, wow, that can be uh, tough for a kid, though, can't it? When his parents come in and perhaps they're not, you know, particularly tall. Midgets. They're midgets. <laughs> One thing, they're midgets, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, exactly. I hate you, Dad. Yeah. Bring you some tall nine-year-old. <laughs> this is my grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> Work big, the circus. <laughs> Mom, you cost me my career. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but I guess it's true. Yeah. I mean, there's always uh, the outliers out there. But, yeah, I mean, it, it seems goalkeeping is becoming a cool position. It has been for some time now, right? Used to be like, coming. For sure. What do you mean? What? Yeah. Well, no, it used to be you put the fat kid in goal, well, right? Well, uh, look at look at like, hey, look true. at Liverpool uh, yeah. midweek. Oh, oh. Wow. Look at mi- Liverpool oh. midweek. Yeah, I know. The goalkeeper Adrian cost them. Cost them. Yeah. The goalkeeper for Atletico won them the game for sure, but the goalkeeper for Liverpool cost them the but game. But if Allison's playing, they go through. They go through. For yeah, sure. yeah, probably. Okay. But when when Allison was out earlier this year through injury, Adrian filled in okay, and Norm was yeah. saying he's not good. I, I think the biggest problem, and I, and I read Adrian for sure, um, but he you got to play regularly, yeah, and when you're not, it's as much as you can train and do all the different stuff in training. Same, it? It's not the same. And you're trying to read a game, and he made a couple of really bad decisions. We saw Reina do it for Villa. I mean, Villa, he made a terrible decision ball, yeah. to come out. But he's playing, though, reserves. He's playing football, though, right? Yeah, Not but the, the, real thing, different. the real thing's different. It's different. Yeah. It is, yeah? Yeah. Even playing reserve games, like, there's a, as a goalkeeper, it's a huge... Yeah. Yeah. It helps, obviously, and you've, but mm-hmm. you, gotta, you have to be in it. And some need to be in it for a long time. Some can step in once in a while and do a good job. And that's why the backup goalkeeper is a skill set very different yeah. to yeah. necessarily a starting goalkeeper. Yeah. You've got to be a good guy, good character, and also a guy that can just step in. Yeah, you and want that. You easy want to find, I guess. Ideally, you yeah. have no dickheads, right? Right. right. <laughs> you want a good guy in the team. Yeah. yeah. Well, you look in at that United, right? I mean, they've had some, like, is it Romero? They're back up yeah. there, right? Yeah. And he's, he's, he plays he's a very top good goalkeeper. He's Argentina's number one. Yeah. And you never hear him complain. He played yesterday, right? There's a lot uh, of international. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sabianski made some mis- made mistakes. We've seen Reina, saw Adrian, uh, Ederson. Yeah. He was terrible he w- at United. Again, could that game have been nil-nil? If, he d- if he's doing... If he does his, his job. Yeah. 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 Nature of the job, though, it sucks. So it's not always a case of just not being <laughs> yeah, good I mean, enough really, to be number it's, one. It's, it's, tough. it's being actually your skill set suits the number two better than the number one. Say again? Like it's it's not that you're just not good enough to be a number one in some cases. It's that your actual skill set actually suits that position, the number two position. I is there a point in a career when you realize, you know what? I don't think it's a skill set, but some people are comfortable more suited to it. Yeah. More is comfortable coming on and being involved after sitting on the bench for an hour. Because late in your career, you you were you know a backup to Shaka. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, were you were you happy with that? Were you fine with that at that point in your career? Absolutely. You were. Yeah. You didn't have that, man, I still want to compete and be that. Well, I, I did, and, and I wanted to, but I knew the real the reality of the situation and, and the competition you're up against. And You were the pretty big know. club in West Ham, though. Was there a time when you thought, I could drop down to a, perhaps a, a lesser team and be number one? Was that ever a... No. Never? No? No. 
But you're like the most loyal footballer ever. <laughs> really? Well, I mean, Ipswich, West Ham. Where are you going to drop down to? I mean, I don't well, want to drop someone down. Someone would have taken you. So division, divisions, really. Yeah. At that stage of your career, when you're mid-30s and you've... So you it's know. better off, okay, so mid 30s, so any age, it's better off being a number two in a Premier League team than being a number one in a pretty good championship All team. depends on how you feel. If you played a lot of football to that stage and you, you might feel, yeah, this is a great spot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, in the Premier League, backups are making a lot of money. Nowadays, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> kidding. Four hey, we million about this pounds a year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Number of buddies that. Number of, number of friends I've got have, like, just been the backup and probably played no more than 10 games in the Premier League. Yeah. Tony Warner at Liverpool. Tony Warner. Remember Tony yeah, Warner. Right. They used to call him Bonus. He was at Liverpool for years, second yeah. choice, never ever played. He was behind Bruce Grobler yeah. and people like that. Richard Won Wright eventually went to Man City. Richard, I right. think he was there four years, not a single appearance. You have to have a making a, a couple million bucks. A different a mindset to be that second choice keeper. How can you not like that? Because you have to be <laughs> exactly in the mindset that I could be called upon at any time for either an injury. I think you basically know I'm not going to be in front of the number one, but I have to push the number one as much as possible, whether it be in training, whether it be through good displays in the second team, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But you have to have a certain mindset. You have to have a very strong mindset, even stronger than the number one goalkeeper, I feel. Is it different then for an outfield player, a guy that's playing behind the, the regular starter? Because as, as in that case, I'm assuming you always think and want to be competing for that shirt you're not happy being a guy that plays in cup games and comes of 10 minutes every other week again it's, it's the character the personality yeah. of that person but is it a different role than the backup goalkeeper being a backup striker uh, um, for example I think the goalkeeper think so. position is more individual because you get kind of ostracized through your mistakes so much and not so much your like one or two good saves that you'd make in a game where a striker or a defender is looked at within a group of 10 players, but the goalkeeper, I don't know. I get, I, and one you, guy's going to play ultimately. You don't want to sub your goalkeeper off. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's different for a number nine or a midfielder. Yeah. yeah. Except for and the relationships, I got to think, yeah. are different between hey, that's a good point. Sillison goalkeepers. And, yeah. I mean, we. I don't but think no. there was, outside of maybe one goalkeeper, there was not a bad relationship with... Any of them, because mm-hmm. you're kind of in competition with them, but at the same time, nobody in this group is making that decision. It's somebody outside of that. You know the GK yeah. Union, man. It's real. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What about you, Phil? I mean, you obviously played at a decent level in college. Nothing like through. this guy, obviously. Right, right. But, but hey. I mean, at what point did you realize? Okay, that would be my limit. I'm not. Gonna when make- I was in a, <laughs> uh, it was second second division, North America at the time. Uh, after I'd finished my university, I was obviously I wanted to give it a go. Uh, was offered a third string contract, five hundred bucks a month. <laughs> that was the At motivation. The time, U.S. Like, U.S. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Take it. obviously this this club doesn't exist anymore. But um, my my girlfriend at the time, who's not my wife, she's like, "What? Like that? How are you gonna live?" <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, at that point, I'm like, you know what? This is something I've done for a long time. Obviously, I wanted to continue going. I just realized, hey, I'm not at the level. And I got I got right into coaching. It was a good decision. I had to go finish uh, my university courses to get a degree. Ended up getting another degree after that. Uh, you take some coaching licenses? Yeah, I did, did, uh, did some courses. Um, and that's where I started. I went back... Uh, the university I was at, I, I did some coaching there. I went to a couple different universities, one of which I, part of the, the coaching at that university was they'll pay for you to get a master's degree. Oh, nice. So I did a sport management program, and that was that was awesome. Can I get it? See, that's another thing about players uh, Thank you. that don't reach the goals that they want to, yeah. that there's other opportunities within right, the right. game. Thanks. And getting involved in coaching at a very young level, yeah. age for yourself. Yeah, and I did that. And for sure, if I, I wouldn't be, I guess, at a, at a club like Toronto FC now had I not done it so early. I think you know what I mean. Like got yeah. got right in because there's so many USL teams now. I'm, I'm really not that old. I could still be maybe giving it a go. But how where, old are you now? 29. Okay. 
I'll be 30 this summer. So, again, for me, like, what what's the end goal? What are you going to get out of that, I guess? And, again, ultimately, I'm, I'm, I just didn't have the level. Right, right. Because, of course, I wanted to. Be like Shams in rugby. Yeah, yeah. When I, I think I was I think I just just turned twelve, and I, and I was told by my coach, my dad, you know, you're, you're fucking horrible. Old, you know, <laughs> this often Steve. this often comes up. Hey, with, this, uh, I, was, I was a very uh, on my good days as an average club player. Are you uh, a fat kid? <laughs> I wasn't a fat kid. No, you weren't even no, fat. I, I grew into my fatness. <laughs> <laughs> Until you start making those healthy, delicious yeah pies. Uh, calorie-free pies. Oof. Yeah, they're great. No calories in those. That's yeah. for sure. No, interesting though. How uh, you know careers can stay in the game if you if you really want them to. And there aren't that many jobs out there. And the benefits yeah. of, of starting coaching when you're younger is yeah, that you're yeah. starting when you're younger. I mean, look at look at Deech. He's you know where he is with coaching because he played until he was A full career, well yeah. until his thirty thirty. So. And but I started my yeah. coaching when I was at Preston before I came across here. So I started my UEFA B license yeah. when I was still playing. And that was a, a real big plus for me that, that someone pulled me aside and said, you're very good within the locker room. You're, you're um, a, a personality that people listen to and respect. So why don't you start your coaching badges now? And it was something I never ever really thought about. But... I thank that person a lot, and I still speak to that person and say, you know what, yeah. that was probably one of the best pieces of advice someone gave to me. And I, mm-hmm. I still try to say that now, even to players like at our club, like uh, Johnny Osorio, who's a Canadian men's national team player, very good personality within the group. For sure, guys like Mike Bradley are going to be coaches in the future, whether they want to pursue that, I'm not sure. But they I could. really put that to players and say, listen, don't just focus on your career at the present time think about what is going to happen after because it could happen very very soon with an injury or loss of form or change of manager Paul's Ozo now he's what he's what Ozo's about 28 isn't he yeah I think he's at is he a 92 91 he must be but that's just an example like for me I feel if if it's something that you want to stay in whether it be football or and over here, the, the players, I feel, have so much more opportunity in having a different pathway. Like Phil went to, to school, and we speak to our younger players. It might not happen for you right now. Mm-hmm. We have a good example of a friend of ours as well, Josh Marrero, who's gone to Jacksonville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a very good player. He had a bad injury. It's possible that he could come back one day to Toronto FC and be a stellar player for us. Absolutely. We still feel that within the club, personnel at the club. But at the same time, it's, it's going to take time for him to get back to that stage where he was at, where we, we, had high, we thought of him as a high potential player. But now he's going to get his education as well, Craig. Yeah, so exactly. his injury could come back in, in eight years mm-hmm. with playing in the MLS or Europe. Yeah. Wherever and that was a big decision with Josh because I know that he was really pursuing, he wanted to play the professional yeah. game, 100%. didn't have any interest in going to school. But even just a year or two years on from that, now he's down there. He's enjoying his time, his moments, his, and uh, and and his experience. Yeah. And uh, again, getting his education. I think one of the things, and people told us this when we were player playing, that it's a short career. Yeah. And holy damn, is it ever? Freaking hell, is it yeah. a short career? And you have a long life afterwards to to do something. And it, and as much as even guys that make good money, you don't want to. Do nothing. You have to continue doing something. Yeah. Was it hard to live in the moment as a player? Uh, were you always looking to that next game or someone over your shoulder? Were you ever actually allowed to go, wow, I'm a professional footballer <sighs> playing for, for a big team in England? Sometimes, but, but yeah. Not, yeah, because I think as fans, we assume that's the case. But yeah, I think in life in general, it's hard to live in the moment. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and you're as seen as you're as good as your last game. Yeah, right, right. They really are. You could win ten in a row, and yeah, goalkeepers especially. Yeah, well, look at Liverpool. One bad mistake. Yeah, Lovren took a beating after that game oh, when they lost. You know, so eviscerated. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think whoever made mistakes, just about well, they, he's kind of the whipping boy there anyway. But you know, I, oh, sorry, go ahead, I, ne- I never really lived in the in the moment. It's because it was something I, I've done since I was nine years old. I was in a professional environment. It, it was just normal to me. 
And I, I feel the biggest thing for professional players in all sports is when that moment comes to an end. If you haven't got a plan B and suddenly you're removed from that locker room, that changing room, you're removed from the banter every day that you would have with guys, whether it be staff members, uh, fellow teammates, and you're now kind of either stuck at home with your missus or stuck at home with picking the kids up from school or just doing the, the everyday normal life, which is, for me, is is tough because, especially in England, we didn't have any help or information, communication for when your career finishes. It was just assumed that you'd be okay. You've earned this amount of money or you've played for this amount of years and you would just move on to say, okay, he'll get on with his life. The, the outstanding, astounding, sorry, amount of players that do not have anything after they finish their career and they they, they really go into a stage of life where they, they just think, fuck, I've got to do something now. Like, they have no purpose. In London, there's so many guys that are black cab drivers now, yeah. black taxi drivers, mm-hmm. uh, guys that either get heavily involved with gambling, alcohol, and I know it's the same here with hockey as well. There's, I've seen numerous um, situations with, with ex-pros that have gone into a little bit of a bad turn, but I just feel there's there's there needs to be more help and more information out there for for players because we put them up on this pedal stool and as soon as they're off of that pedal stool it's like okay we're moving on to the next guy now who's Mm going to be our star who's going to be our champ and that's it we hear about the the big names who come upon hard times post-career but you're talking about you know the guys playing in maybe the lower divisions who who didn't make enough money necessarily to to retire on lots of them lots of them right and and they have a you know a, a very hard time which you just don't hear about those guys but like i said now they're driving cabs or whatever. The, not that it's there's former cabs, Premier, but former Premier League players driving cabs. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Well, Neil Webb, the famous one, right? Neil Webb, who uh, became a postman for, for England. Yeah. yeah, Man United. Man United, great player. Forest. He's my first analyst and uh, at, at the score. It's fantastic. Yeah. Right? Is, Is it blows Achilles? Yeah, Achilles. Oh, Remember that. Mm. Is it the same in American sports as well? Oh, I, was Phil? Saying, I was just going to say we were talking about NCAA, and most most big universities have. Uh, uh, I don't know what you call it, a life transition counselors. Um, some of these, some of these guys, girls, you know, go to school and you're defined by the sport that you play or that you do. Yeah, you're in you're in courses, but again, you have no idea what you want to do with your life after after that. And we talk about the virus, and some of these guys are just just taken away like that right now. So, what am I going to do now? And I, I got to give credit to a lot of institutions that, that really help in that regard. It's important. Universities are pretty good for that. Yeah, of Only course. The good ones are. Yeah. And then you counter that with, say, like guys that were the studs in American football or basketball that are from poor neighborhoods mm-hmm. or single parent families, and they're now given $100 million a year in the NFL yeah. or NBA. And how do you adjust? How do you manage that? We spoke to Alex about it a number of times about certain players at the Raptors that they just can't manage it. They don't have the education. They don't have the support of friends or family around them that can suddenly say, hey, knuckle down, be a little bit humble, be a little bit more sensible. They have all these hanger-ons around them, the the supporting cast around them that are not really their friends. They're the supporting cast that just want to... gouge and feed off of them as much as possible. You see that generation after generation. Yeah. Basketball players, boxers. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I think yeah. generally the, the rule, I mean, most professionals in every sport are bankrupt after five years, divorce after five or three years. Like it's really, it, it, the it? transition is really, really difficult. And, you know, we've seen it, you've talked to guys over there you used to play with. I yeah. know several guys at West Ham and Ipswich that have had troubles, you know, same with cops and, and military. Well, can you well, imagine right? that you, you got once a guy? They, once they leave, sure. it's yeah. very difficult. Playing for West Ham and you're in your prime of your career, and you got all this. Everything's positive. People are all over you. You're a star, and then all of a sudden you're stopped. And within two years, nobody knows who you are. Mm-hmm. Nobody's asking for your autograph. Nobody's phoning you. Like it's it's a tough transition. It's yeah. it's and and I wish the uh, PFA, which is the union, would do more over there to try to to try to help that transition. They did do a little bit. I remember having meetings with the PFA when I was 16, 17, talk about getting education, getting something 
other than because the chances are you're not going to make it in this game. So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it's yeah, it's difficult for sure for some. I mean, if I can give any advice to people that lose their jobs, is just start a podcast. You know, <laughs> the money's going to flow yeah. in. And no it's, a, it's it's great for therapy. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is, it is a, you know what? I really enjoy our Mondays, and now. Fridays. <laughs> Maybe next Tuesday. Yeah. We'll see. Hey, sure. Wednesday. Who we'll just keep getting together until we get Thursday. the corona. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. It um, is number 19, so what happens when it's number 20? Ooh, well, that's the end. Yeah. What was Co- COVID 20 is... It was uh, COVID 19, 18, 17. I don't remember them. No? Oh, they were trash. They were just a little, <laughs> a little sniffle. They, they had nothing on this one, eh? <laughs> nothing on the 19... <laughs> in all seriousness, do you think, and I'm going to go a little bit more um, in depth here, do you think that sports organizations, federations, countries have been prepared for this? Or do you think they're so worried about someone either contracting this within their facility, arena, a team, country, that they've just I, gone I think, into shock? I think a big part of this, they are terrified legally. What exactly. this means to them. exactly. If uh, if they refuse to shut their doors or keep playing games, and someone gets sick and someone's grandfather dies, yeah, yes. watch out. And yeah. I think they're getting legal advice. Just just shut it down until we figure something out. Because right now, no one knows what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be two weeks, a month, six months? I wish yeah. I no knew. one knows, right? And no. let's figure it out. But we can shut down and do our part. Even I tell you what, last night with no sports on, I didn't know Weird. what to do with myself. I know. Pornhub took a beating last night. Huh? What's, what is that? Pornhub. <laughs> did, you, did you see in Italy? Did you see in Italy? So uh, Pornhub have said to all Italians that subscriptions are free for the next two to three weeks. I thought it was free anyway. Is it not free? I don't know. <laughs> I was told. <laughs> Maybe in Italy they have to pay for it. I think if, if you... Uh, if, <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. I think if you do pay for it, you get the real good shit. <laughs> Whatever that is. A good what? Real good shit. Which might be a good shit. If that's what you're into. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but the Bundesliga is still playing, right? Behind closed doors. Are they, though? Last I heard. Before, yeah, uh, yeah this morning I checked, before we I came know. in. and Liga, what, why, Liga. why have they decided not to, like, for instance, play the Premier League behind closed doors. Is there a reason? I think because a lot of players and coaches are coming out with with the virus now as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Arteta, Arteta from Arteta, Arsenal, yeah. um, Hudson Adoy, Hudson Adoy from Chelsea, and was speaking to Phil about this as well. The sports teams, regardless of the sport that you're playing in, as well as schools, universities, for me, are the most most affluent places where you can contract this. You think about the players that are sharing water bottles, that oh, yeah. they're shaking hands, they're, they're sharing yeah. showers, whatever it is, they're on the field together. Yeah. It's it's just an epidemic that can get even worse. Right, and the they, they, precisely, and this isn't science, we know this, you know, so a player gets sick in a team, he goes home with his family, you can, you know, you can, it's so contagious, this thing, that's probably why. So the people in the stands don't get affected, but the ones you know in the pubs watching the games on TV can get affected. It's mm. just so easy. It's just a smart thing to do, right? Yeah. Just cancelled. Berlin, Bayern. Bundesliga. Not, okay, yeah. there you go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the Bundesliga. Sorry, I, Sportsnet World. There's a <laughs> a few leagues in South America. I think I saw Liga MX. I think is going, going tonight. Ahead. Probably buying closed doors. I don't know. There was a game last night. I think uh, in South America. It was a Champions League game, and eight players were sent off. I think Gremio was involved. Oh, it was a eight. big fight, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, a big fight. Yeah, I saw that. It, was I saw that. it wasn't a very good fight, but it was All out of nothing, interesting. Really? Yeah, handbags. Yeah, it didn't really seem to. <laughs> but, but going back to it, I think why the Premier League and all these top leagues are doing it now as well, because the league has been suspended for 30 days. So you think the likes of, say, Hudson Adoy or whoever's in a team, I know there's been a couple of players, Rugani in, in Italy for Juventus, Gabbiadini for Sampdoria as well. If these players have not been up front or they haven't been tested and they come back into a training environment again, it's just going to keep escalating and putting the league back weeks and weeks and weeks. It's only a matter of time before the Euros and the Olympics get cancelled as well if this continues to happen. 
in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, don't, but don't you think the leagues and the teams will do all they can to get back as soon as possible, though? They will, but that's, that's the very, very risky situation, I think. Because, say, if it could be not even a player, Shams. It could be, say, your physio or trainer. Mm. It could be someone from the admin staff that has the virus. So you've reconvened at the training ground or wherever it is you're training, and suddenly someone falls down sick again. You're back to square one. You're back to square one of being isolated in quarantine or wherever it is. It's just... I don't know. It's it's, it's going right, to get so worse before it gets gets good. So what is the solution? So let's say the Premier League, who were very slow in reacting, it seemed to me, you know, and they're very arrogant, self-important. In the end, they had no choice. They shut the games down. But you know what's happening right now in the Premier League? Liverpool are, are going to win this thing no matter what happens if they finish the season. Maybe they'll right? just cancel the season and say, you know what, it's like a game. <laughs> Didn't finish the game. Man <laughs> City retained the title. Well, that that would just be all the all the scousers out there who, who believe that everyone's <laughs> against them. That, that would validate. That would be it. Yeah, I would that, believe that would be it then the too. But I mean, so do you? Let's say they cannot finish the seasons for whatever reason. They can't, you know, wait until July or whatever it is, and they stop the seasons now. So Liverpool win, right? That's one thing. The race for the top four is so tight right now. Relegation's so tight. Promotion from the league championship, you know, the, the richest, you know, promotion race in the world is so tight right now. I mean, how can you justify it to those teams and say, sorry? This is the way it is. I don't even think they have an idea what they're going to do. They don't. No, they're having there's the no, same conversations. There's no right thing to do, weird. is there? I don't think. No. no. There's no easy way of doing it. No. It's it's incredible. Now, if if the Premier League get back into action after their their pause, it's like two or three weeks, I think, right? The yeah, next game Mar- or April fourth or something. Yeah, April fourth, right? So the next game for Liverpool, April fifth, at Man City. Wow. If they win that, they're champions. So That's squeeze, squeeze that one in, <laughs> and then you can cut it off. But that would be the game at Man City, April 5th. And I would suppose that Man City would play their return leg of the Champions League. They should cancel that. Champions League. <laughs> yeah. As That's a Liverpool done. supporter, I know you want that cancelled, but that would be pretty um, interesting as well. Yeah. I just got a text through as well from our good friend Colin Freebury who, who sends in a lot of information. Money Freebury. Saying the Canadian research team has isolated the COVID-19 um, virus at Sunnybrook Research Institute. So yeah. they're doing good stuff here as well. I believe Sus- uh, actually the University of Saskatchewan is actually um, uh, have a vaccine in trials right now. Really? Mm-hmm. As well. I know McMaster have been doing some stuff, some, some good... Some of the best in the world we have here. But it's scary, though. They're going to fast-track these vaccines through. God help us. (laughs) Yeah, but they talk about that being a year to 16 months away, Usually, yeah. Yeah. So So, who knows? Um, Do you want to talk some football, though? Here's a little thing for you. This is officially what happened today, March 13th, in football history. All right? Deech will appreciate this one. Okay. So on March 13th, 2011... Uh, this is courtesy, by the way, today in football history, tdif.blogspot.com. All right, March 13th, 2011, attendees at Milan's match against Bari witnessed a warm-up routine that seemed unreal, because it was. Milan, who was sitting at the top of the Serie A table while running an 11-game unbeaten streak, long time ago, each. 11 <laughs> games unbeaten, hosted Bari. The good old the days. Bari were the league's bottom team at the San Siro. Now, while the crowd filtered in, players and both teams took the pitch to warm up, and that's when things got weird. Instead of the usual warm-up routine, the players engaged in some eccentric activities. Several of them started dancing, with Gennaro Gattuso pairing up with the referee for a bit of a ballet. Clarence Sadoff started boxing, and Ibrahimovic tossed a frisbee around. One player donned a swim cap and pretended to swim, while another lay down on the pitch with a newspaper. As it turned out... All of the players were lookalikes provided by Italian newspaper Gazzetta dello Sportas, a publicity stunt. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, hilarious. Was oh, that 2011? Uh, yeah, yeah. This day, yeah. The match itself was less interesting. Bari <laughs> managed a 1-1 draw, thanks in part to Ibra's ejection for punching Bari's <laughs> Catalina Rosso. Shock. <laughs> it wasn't much help for Bari, though, who ended up the season at the bottom of the table while Milan won the title. What a team that Milan team was, though. Eh? Good result for him, On paper, anyway. Hmm? Good one, one, not bad at all. Huh? Yeah. So that happened today. And I think we should do this every... We should meet every day and just look back on, <laughs> on a moment on this... We might have to for we the next uh, 30 days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Could you imagine... 
if you work for Sportsnet or TSN or ESPN or Fox Sports, my God, man, how do you feel? Yeah, how do our you poor feel friend, Mr. Dunlop. We've got so many friends there. You actually got, I got a text from Dunlop, actually. He's just, yeah, so he had a trip of the century going, coming it, up. Yeah, yeah, well, he did. He canceled he did. it. He had to. Yeah, he had Games a trip all to over Italy Europe. this week. Italy really? To see uh, a Juve, I think Juve Roma. Yes. He had a Champs League game, Leon against, um, was that Juve? Forget now. Leon and, and versus Bayern Juve, against, yeah. Uh, Chelsea. He had it all lined up this week. Don't talk canceled. about cancellations, guys. Why do you have something cancelled? Yeah, there was there was a, a big a big moment for me, uh, a big opportunity for me to work with the the Canada national team coming up this week. That's and, right. Woohoo! And um, Deitch was going to be part of uh, John Herbin's crew. Yeah, the the the, the staff had approached me to to come in and and help out, and would I? be interested and I, I jumped on board straight away so we've been preparing for the last two three weeks now with with a lot of meetings a lot of detailed meetings which uh which john is very very good at and we unfortunately got the news yesterday that trinidad have basically said that they're not going to travel so what does what? that mean for because i mean canada's trying to get these points yes to try to slip into that hex for world cup qualifying well, no, it's, now what? It's it's so tough now because our FIFA are going to open up another window. I mean, there's there's all kinds of because Canada need gonna, to play games. They need to play games to, to try points. and gain points to try and get into the hex. And El Salvador, I think, is something like fourteen to sixteen points ahead of Canada at mm-hmm. the moment. So mm-hmm. playing against Trinidad in a, a little double header, there's a chance that they might not get it in depending on how long this goes. Well, I know that John speaking yesterday about trying to lobby in uh, a complaint to say, look, we feel this is unfair. We feel that there's not been enough games. There's certain uh, groups that have been aligned where El Salvador played in uh, a Group B where there was only three, game, uh, three teams and Canada played in Group A where there was four teams. And Also, El Salvador of... playing games that weren't considered uh, official. Matches. Exactly, yes. Yeah, yeah, so they, they were... We, they use the dark arts, I think, to get around a lot of stuff there. Is that right? Yeah. But it, it, it was a, a, a real great opportunity for me, and I, I thank the, the CSA or the national team for trying to to make it happen. Unfortunately, it's not going to work this time. They'll invite you back, Deitch. Maybe. Sure. Was the one player you were looking forward to working with the most? Was Alfie, was it Fonzie um, a left back or, or more of a forward? Because you were working with the forwards, right? Yes. That would be your, so, your gig. Depends on who they're playing, but Alfonso Davis and and obviously another young player who's really lighting up Europe at the moment, Jonathan David for yeah. Ghent. But he's were both those players? Were they both coming over for these games? Yes, yes, they were both. Uh, but David is obviously definitely a striker, whereas Fonzie, yes. you know, he, he can be working with a player, the, uh, dynamic player that can play. Obviously, wing back for Bayern, who's probably one of the top teams in Europe at the moment. Player of the week for Bayern or month, sorry, yeah. for Bayern, which is great. He started Amazing. every game. <laughs> started Amazing. every yeah. game since the new year, yeah. probably prior to that as well. Yeah. You cannot be a fan of the kid. Like he has got a great personality, work rate. He's got, he's got the uh, X factor. Definitely got. You know that, got that smile, scene in big the Sim- smile on his face. Yes. You know that yeah. gift, yeah. fun man. That gift in the Simpsons when Homer walks into the bush and comes out or something. Yeah, yeah. Else, right. Where he kind of I, yeah. <laughs> I see like like I see like Craig Forrest, Canada's most famous professional footballer, going into the sh- into the hedge. <laughs> And coming out as Alfonso Davis. Alfonso Davis. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that happened. <laughs> uh, you're a better goalkeeper. Yeah. Meant to be signing a new contract. Well, I'll be a better you know. goalkeeper. Yes, I, I'll take that. I was a better goalkeeper. Than also, Alfonso. Phil, talking Yo. on international or the national teams, what happened with the States this hey, week? There's some big, big turmoil happening there, right? New president. New president. Uh, Cordero. He just he resigned. Uh, he just resigned, yeah. And a lady's coming? Yeah, Cohen. Uh, what's her name? Um, Forget her first name, Cohn. She played uh, for the U.S. Women's National Team a while back. Has filled in. Uh, it's interesting. I haven't really followed it. It's over the the comments discrimination. That, when yeah. did Cardero leave? Sorry, I think when it was yesterday. Just yeah, yeah just, stepped just out last night. Up. Now, was that over yeah. the, it's the over, comments? Yeah. He he, uh, he resigned, and he had been a part of U.S. Soccer for some fourteen years as on the board of yeah. a volunteer. Now, obviously, as a was a president. Yeah, it's interesting times. Um, you see the women's the women played a game just yeah. last week. They turned their their shirts inside out. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah, it's been mishandled certainly for sure. For by sure, the uh, U.S. soccer that's for sure. Yeah, and he's the full guy, I guess. See, there's plenty yeah. of 
soccer to talk about mm-hmm. in these times <laughs> in the boardroom. Unfortunately, <laughs> there's always <laughs> yeah, always something to talk about. There is always something swept under the rug a little bit because of everything that's gone on, of course. But yeah, that that's big news in U.S. soccer circles for it's sure. Huge, yeah. Uh, mm. Euro hasn't obviously been put off for a year just yet, but it's likely it will. I guess at this point. Tell me this, Shams. Would you be happy if it was called off? Yeah, Harry Kane's hurt right now. Marcus Rashford's hurt. (laughs) Put it back a a year. Another another year? (laughs) I'm purely selfish. (laughs) No, I mean, it'd be awful. Younger players have developed another six months to a year. Looking pretty good. Sancho? No, it'd be be awful. Of course it'd be awful if they have to cancel it or postpone it. But, I mean, what can you do, right? Sports takes a back seat, I think, at this point, to uh, what's good for society and all. And you wonder how government will be enforcing stuff by then as well. Right now, there's recommendations. They're encouraging people. They're advising people. There's no martial law just yet, so to speak, right? So let's give it a couple of months and see what happens. Yeah, wait till the, all the toilet paper's out. Yeah. It was oh, interesting yeah. what um, Mark Cuban came out with yesterday with uh, Dallas Mavericks because he was speaking about, obviously, the NBA having this suspension on. and mm, That was good. There were certain employees within yeah. the arena that, that are now... Not struggling, paid. not yeah. getting paid, and they've got rents to pay, and obviously they have to live every day. So Kevin Love, Kevin Love, right? donated yeah. some money. So love that. Uh, I love seeing that. I, I like seeing. Yeah. Just, the, just, just thinking the f- about the bigger. Uh, sorry, the short-term picture of we're losing money, whether it be through gate receipts, merchandise, but the people that work within that arena every game, whether it be for a concert or a Mavs game, whatever it is, hockey game. Getting what, paid by the hour. Getting right. paid by the hour. And some of them need that money. So they're yeah. going to, he's going to try and come up with a plan where these player, uh, sorry, these staff members do some voluntary work, but they still get paid. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. They still get paid, but if they, you know, do some voluntary work. So uh, interesting that he, you know, a man that obviously very wealthy, um, that sort of leadership is what, which is needed to because there's a lot of people that are getting paid by the hour that's really going to affect. This right? is a chance for these guys to show the human side, right? The, these billionaires, these owners, yeah. athletes aside. I mean, Kevin Love's fantastic. You want to see that more, of course. But you get these these uber wealthy owners. Show us your human side, right? And, and yeah. these look out for your people. I'm not asking yeah. you to look out for the world or yeah. you know the country. But uber wealthy athletes. <laughs> yeah, well, I know, of course. So, but I'm just saying. I mean, sure, but, Kevin right. Love's great, but. Um, these guys need good PR. Billionaire owners, don't they? Mm-hmm. They've been hammered every day. They've been hammered for, for various reasons, right? And that's your chance to give a little bit back. And from a selfish standpoint, you know, yeah, it makes yeah. you look good. In that case, do it. It's, it does look do good. It. But I think from Cuban's point of view, it seemed it came naturally to him. Like it was something that he's thinking. He's different though, isn't he? Yeah. He's a, he seems yeah. to be a good guy. Seems I mean. to be. Yeah. You think a Premier League guy or a La Liga guy or Serie A guy will come out and Sheikh Mansur he's going to take care of uh, the tea lady it's a little bit different though with, with the football so, guys that are there maybe once every two weeks or once yeah. a week where in an arena whether you be a hockey guy or yeah, a, base, a basketball guy you're 41 there. home games exactly it's a little bit I'm not saying it's wrong or right but I'm saying it's a little bit different for the football guys yeah yeah I think for those, those guys in the hockey and basketball arenas because you got Toronto you got 82 games with the Leafs and Raptors. So yeah, that's it's yeah. a full-time job for some people. It's funny actually watching you know, the Leafs or the NHL in general and how they are more dependent on gate receipts I think, than, than most professional leagues, right? Because the TV deals in comparison to the NBA, to the NFL, to the Premier League, they're very small. They really need that gate receipt. And mm. uh, you see how small hockey is, I think, compared to those leagues when these kind of things happen. Yeah, right? well, they got a pretty good hockey deal. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. at the expense of other people. Yeah, oh, yeah get rid of everything else. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, strange times for sure. Yeah. And uh, by the time we, we uh, reconvene next week, if we're alive, um, who knows what's yeah. changed? Good luck to everybody. <laughs> good yeah. luck bunker, in the, bunker down. Good luck in the grocery store. Yeah. Just be responsible. Yeah. If you need somewhere to go, come over to my place. And uh, yeah, lots of toilet paper there. Got You've lots been stuck uh, right? Huh? You've been stockpiling the toilet paper. Boxes. <laughs> little boxes. Of Literally fr- litter. Litter, litter box. And free Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because apparently it's free. <laughs> All this time in paying for the damn thing? <laughs> How good would that be if you had to pay for it? Oh, what, what more can I ask for? <laughs> <laughs> How much is it, Charles? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I haven't paid for it. Oh, right. Nor have I, I mean, I don't I even know what... What is the address again? <laughs> what, is, what is the URL? What, my home address? No, the <laughs> Pornhub. 
Uh, actually, isn't it? We, uh, what was it? Pornhub did something. I forget now. Anyway, whatever. We should move on. We're out of time, I think. Um, yeah, weird times indeed. Uh, thanks, fellas. Just wash your hands. Be responsible. That's all you can ask, really, at this point. Yeah. And, uh, and don't listen to people like us or athletes about you know real medical advice. Listen to the experts. They know what they're talking about. There's plenty out there right now. All right. Beach, Craig. Phil, thanks, mate, for talking. Hey, thanks for having me. It was a good time. Hope you guys get back to work soon. Nice one, Burks. Thank you. Jeff Cole camera. Thanks, pal. Dan Wong on the keyboards. Thanks, mate. Um, Got nothing else to do. Follow us on Twitter, Footy underscore Prime. Instagram, Footy Prime, the podcast. Facebook, Footy Prime, the podcast. YouTube, Footy Prime, the podcast. Any questions, comments, email us at footyprimepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks to Eggplant, Pitcher, and Sound. And, of course, Dean Blundell. Cheers for listening and watching. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.